0: You literally have your name on it there is no way to make that anonymous with the judging but it is always with people who are outside of the state who are not associated with the league right. we try to keep it as unbiased as possible yeah. because
1: and that's what makes the award so good
0: yeah we don't want that to yeah. be we don't want there to be bias at all so yeah and then of course the league is run 100 percent by volunteers yeah. so no one no one gets paid <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous but it's fine we have <laughs> we it, have indeed. like we all love it yeah. and it's worth it. Like I I wanna build the community I want. Right. That's why I volunteer. I volunteer to to put my money where my mouth is, yeah. right? Like and my money in this case is my time.
1: This podcast is made possible by Utah Humanities as part of the Utah Center of the Books annual Utah Humanities Book Festival. We aim to highlight authors and writers that will be coming to the Utah Humanities Book Festival and beyond. My name is Case Johnston, manager for the Utah Center for the Book and the author of the memoir, Beyond the Grip of Cranial Synostosis*, two novels, Let the Wild Grasses Grow and Cast Away, forthcoming in June 2024. We record this podcast on Historic 25th Street in Ogden, Utah, inside the Monarch Building produced by the Banyan Collective. And it's really probably the most fun anybody's ever had, period. Today we are, we have our guest, uh, Rachel Bush, who is the president of the League of Utah Writers. So, you know, I usually start with the idea that it's like, oh, I'm I'm, an award-winning novelist, you know, a new novel coming out in May. And then, but I always write in the middle of it. I always, I I say, I say, um, and I'm the author of Beyond the Grip of Cranial Synostosis, you know, my first book, which was a gold quill winner for the League of Utah Writers. And I know. And so it's like, you know, I I have a really, really kind of not just a warm spot, like it's such admiration for the league because that award alone, I mean, got me teaching gigs and got me on podcasts and got me so many different things because of how respected it is when I. You know, got this position, that he said we we needed to chat even more. So today, welcome Rachel, president of the League of Utah Writers. How are you?
0: I'm I'm great. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we're in Ogden, of course, recording at the Monarch on historic 25th Street in Banyan One. So that's probably already in the intro, but you got it twice. Um, so today we're going to start off to uh, really talking about what the League of Utah Writers is. And I was just in Brigham City uh, chatting with the Brigham City Museum. They're bringing in uh, a Marvel DC writer for the Book Fest. And I said, well, you know, in about 40 minutes, I'll be talking with Rachel, who's the president of the League of Utah Writers. We need to let them know because the League has just so many writers who write amazing fiction, who do graphic novels, who do all these things, and they've got chapters all over the state. We need to let them know because this is really, really cool. So, let's let's begin there. What is what? How do how would you define to our audience those who do not know, you know, what the league is, how long it's been around? Because it's the oldest, it's the oldest writing collective in Utah and probably one of the oldest in the Western United States. Tell us more about it.
0: Okay, Um, the League of Utah Writers is Utah's oldest and largest writing nonprofit. We have been having meetings since 1935, so this is our 89th year of conferences and events and things coming up. We have 28 chapters across the state and that number is always changing because we have chapters that begin and end and whatever. And we have members from all over the world. So even though we are a Utah organization, like I'm also the president of the Blue Quill chapter which is the Ogden area kind mm-hmm. of chapter, I have members who are all over the world. And They attend. It's via Zoom, so it's awesome. We can all connect whenever. It's perfect. Um, Membership is only $30 a year, which is awesome. It's very affordable. And it gives you discounts to conferences, um, access to anthologies, which this year's anthology is, there's an open call available to members right now, and I'm super excited about it because it's the theme I got to pick. Mm, What is it? Um, It's right where you belong. Okay. With a W, right where you belong it's all about building community and find uh, like found family. And yeah.
1: um, it's funny because you said right where you belong with the W as a writer. That's the only one I, that's the only way I heard it the right. first time you said it. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: how I imagine it too. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's uh, we're accepting anthology submissions through the end of the month, which I hope a lot of people get in there. It will be uh, curated and uh, judged. And I hope I get into it, I'll be submitting. So yeah. I'm fingers crossed on that.
1: Well, and that's one thing, too, like looking at uh, the League of Utah Writers competitions, and that's why I brought it up at the beginning of the, of the podcast, is that, you know, they are some of the fairest... What's, what, what word am I looking for? Fairest, non-biased contests that I've ever been a part of because right. of the way in which you you find your judges.
0: Yeah, uh, the, the judges that we have for our contests are always out of the state and not associated with the league in any way. Um, In the past we have um, invited students from MFA programs across the country and asked them to judge for us and we're trying to build relationships always where we're trying to uh, maybe trade with them for work however Mm -hmm. that however that can work. I mean honestly the most important thing for me is building community Mm -hmm. and Partnerships and uh, making everyone feel like they're part of something. Yeah. Right. Because no one should exist on their own. Especially writers. Yeah. And writers, it is very isolating. Yeah. It's it's a very isolating work. You are on your own in your head most of the time. Mm -hmm. And trying to get that down on paper is. It's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard to do that. And we all need cheerleaders. We all need support. We all need to feel like we're part of a community. Right. And it's not just members. The people who are running the organization, all of the chapter members who are part of the board. I mean, trying to make those people feel like they're part of something important, mm-hmm. part of something big, yeah, is it's kind of amazing yeah. to be I don't know, to provide that for them. Yeah. I, it's it's important to me. Yeah. So, well, and it
1: doesn't go away that that idea of even if you're you're on the board of the League of Utah Writers, you're the president of the League of Utah Writers, uh, you're the manager for the Center of the Book for Utah Humanities. That kind of that insecurity about writing, yeah, that what is what's what's what's, what's the term that I'm thinking of today? Imposter
0: syndrome. Imposter syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, it
1: just doesn't disappear, yeah. and at all levels, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I I'm guessing that there are some people right Rebecca Yaros right now I wonder if she is it feels a little bit imposter syndrome but but yeah it is that it's that idea of it's that idea of community that's so important which is probably what makes the league so successful
0: yeah I I think it lends well to our success and the growth because I always want to grow our community too Mm -hmm. and so yeah
1: yeah. And you said uh, that a lot of the chapters, most of the chapters st- still meet on Zoom. Was this a product of COVID or was it before that? Obviously, it's a product of COVID, but how much of a product? Uh,
0: there were there were a few chapters that were already meeting online. We had a couple that were exclusively online because their membership was kind of scattered. Mm-hmm. So, um, And then there's a couple of our chapters that only communicate via email, and yeah. they're just an editing group. Sure. That's all they do is they share editing for each other. Yeah. and. and I mean, that's the thing with the league is you can find a chapter that fits the needs you have. Mm-hmm. So if you are just barely learning how to, how to write and you're just starting out or you just really need it, uh, someone to support you and cheer you on as you're learning new things, there are chapters for that. Yeah. If you are consistently writing stories and, um, and creating content and you need editors, there are chapters for that. Yeah. If you need to um if you want to see presentations, there are chapters for that. There's mm-hmm. chapters for everything. We have a romance specific chapter. We have a screenwriting chapter. There is I am in communication right now with someone who wants to start an a children's illustration chapter which would be super cool mm-hmm. because I would I would be a part of that chapter. Yeah. I think mean, it's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, and then each additional membership is 15 bucks. It's like it's so cheap and you can yeah. be you can be a part of all the things and, uh, and show up. But I mean, like all of our meetings are open to the public. So you could, you could definitely just pop in and say, hey, is this right for me? Yeah. And try it out. Try it out first. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's great that you kind of went through all those because it's like I'm, I'm the type of writer that I've tried to be in writing groups before, but I just write so fast that I can't wait for feedback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like one of those groups where you just send people your stuff and you're yep. like, oh, I, you know, give me your thoughts quickly it would work for me. You know, um, but I'm just one of those writers that, you know, you submit chapters and if we've got two weeks until the next group, I'm like, I can't wait that long. I'll be I'll be another twenty five thousand words into this book. Right. Right. Um, And so that's. Yeah. And I think the online stuff probably works really, really well for that.
0: It does. Yeah. How
1: did you how do people find it internationally
0: through our website. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of the people who are in our chapters have been in Utah at some point. So the members that I have who are international right now used to live in utah and mm-hmm. then moved to bali mm-hmm. and then came back and then they're moving back to hong kong i think sure but i mean it doesn't matter the time difference is enough that it's morning for them sure and, uh, tropical and beautiful yeah it's a little different yeah
1: and I, I i actually signed up for blue quill uh when i first moved back here in 2013 so i still get all the email
0: mm-hmm.
1: um <laughs> you know so yeah it's just a, it's a it's a great organization so what what would you say the mission would be?
0: Our mission is to support writers in their mm-hmm. goals, whether it's uh, publishing or just writing for the sake of writing. Yeah. Because publishing is not always the goal for every writer. No, right. there are some writers who want to tell their story for their grandchildren, or sure. they want to um, they want to blog about their experiences, right. and they just want someone there to you know help them check to make sure the content is okay. Yeah. And they don't necessarily want a book deal, right? They don't sure. want to talk to agents or editors. That's not the goal for every single person. So yeah. we try to diversify and create enough opportunity for everyone to get whatever they need.
1: Yeah, right. I mean, because, yeah, you're absolutely right. Publishing is not writing. Publishing is a whole, we've done so many episodes. Publishing is not writing. No. It, publishing does not make you a writer. Publishing made you a writer, then, man, for most years of my life, I would have not been a writer. You know? Yeah. Um, between books too, like I would have been a non-writer if publishing was the stamp that made you mm-hmm. made you a writer. And you have you you the the league runs the gamut too between traditionally published, we self-published do. bloggers, people just doing th- things for their own kids,
0: and fan fiction too, and fan fiction. Like we have writers all over the place. We mm-hmm. have people who are doing technical writing, poetry, um, non-fiction, memoir. We have every kind of thing. So for our contests, we really do try to expand that mm-hmm. to incorporate all of those because it's such a broad it's it's a huge spectrum yeah. of writing. Right. It, it, there isn't just one kind. It's not just fiction. Right. Fiction is a part of it, mm-hmm. but it's not all of it.
1: Right. And with all those different chapters people get all those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, like at the beginning of the podcast, um I was lining I'm lining up like for this first year, we did seven we said did seven podcasts specifically for this last year's book fest as kind of like promotion. Mm-hmm. And this next year, we're doing ten, just ten between now and August. And I wanted to bring the league in uh, for multiple reasons. One, so that our listeners who aren't familiar with them can be familiar with them. Yeah. And then also, we are collaborating on multiple other projects, yes. that I keep roping Rachel into. I'm like, because we're we're together. The league, and this is another. And we're going to get to my other questions maybe, um, <laughs> that. We are together and Rachel's. And the league was one of the first people that I reached out to is bringing back the Utah Book Award just because they do what they do. The league does what they do with competitions so well that I felt like if we're going to do this right, we need to have the league in the room and we need to have all their writers. You know, we we need to have all this experience. So I'm so grateful. We're going to meet again in February. I'm going to send out that doodle like this week. Um, But so grateful to have for us to be working on on that together just for that one utah book award yeah and i want it to be the best in the country i really really do i want this to be the best in the country and it's partners like the league that i believe will make happen anything else you need to background about the league
0: we have two contests or not two uh, contests we have two conferences every year mm-hmm. that we host that are league wide um there are several chapter conferences that are sort of smaller um independent ones there's a the Romance chapter just had one this month, and then the St. George chapter is having theirs next month.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, that's um, right, yeah. Yeah, and then the we have the prequel conference in April. That one is hosted by the League, and it is a one-day event that's kind of for mostly an introduction to writing, so it's for uh-huh. it's more community-focused sure. on new writers. And I would love to find people who are either students who are just learning how to write and need some guidance. Or people who have just retired and they finally have the time that they've always wanted to get that story written. Yeah, that's what this is for. Right. And um, I just actually came from a meeting where we were discussing the faculty lineup for the prequel conference, and we're still uh, accepting admissions for the the submissions for the Quills conference, which is going to be in the first week of August or second weekend in August. Sorry. Right. And um, that one's a four-day conference where we bring in agents and editors from all over the all over the place Mm -hmm. and uh this year so far we have maurice brodus is coming as our keynote we have lisa bickmore as our poet laureate and we have uh, eric smith from ps literary agency coming to take pitches Mm -hmm. and ronald gerber from Lowenstein and associates taking pitches i mean we will have more we usually have i don't know eight to ten agents and editors who are local and also nationwide and I guess, North America wide, we've had agents from Canada in the past. So yeah, we'll have a lot of, right. of great people it, for people who are ready for that. Sure. And um, the pitches are a great way to, you know, figure out if you can sell your book. Right. And so you don't have to go through a slush pile. I mean, that's really the bonus of that. Yeah.
1: But yeah. yeah. And, and but also intimidating.
0: It, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. But they yeah. are also the people that we always have taking pitches. They are always so awesome and kind. Yeah. And they just are like, tell me about your book. And they're just so nice. You sit down and they just put you at ease. So all of that nervousness that you had beforehand just melts away when you sit down with them. And I think even if you don't anticipate getting signed with them, it's still great practice. It is. It's great practice to just sit down and.
1: Well, you, as you know. Yeah. The hardest thing in the world is to tell somebody what your book's about. Like, what's your book about? Ah, jeez. Ooh. I almost swore. <laughs> but with now where Utah Humanities, no more swearing. Uh, <laughs> I but, can't
0: bleep if it just slips. That's true. Just that's a...
1: true. And Jody said that's fine. We can bleep. Um, but the <laughs> hardest thing in the world is to tell somebody what your book's about. What's mm-hmm. your book about? Oh mom, why did you ask?
0: <laughs> um, it's about these people who do some you're, stuff. Right. And the yeah. Thing- yeah. And no.
1: then it comes out and you feel so stupid, you're yeah. like, That's a dumb book.
0: Um learning how to pitch and query is a fantastic way to get your your elevator pitch down pat like it it's is. it's a good it's good practice yeah
1: and i love that you all set them up set writers up to say you can stumble
0: you yeah
1: know, you can stumble yeah and i've pitched a book to my agent who you should invite she's amazing oh uh, yeah. she's the kindest let us in the yeah, world give us your connection um she's in denver so sweet yeah it's easy i've been pitching this book to her for like six years and she keeps turning it down uh about this <laughs> The Uptown Bar and the Up Uptown oh, Yeah, this is my favorite. <laughs> I love and this she's just I keep every so every time when I do this, like every time I pitch a book to her, mm-hmm. I'll give her like three books, like start three thousand words per book. The like, what do you think catches? And I keep sliding it in there every time I, <laughs> and she keeps saying no. And it's it's about this small town, probably in like Kansas, where there's the Uptown <laughs> Bar which is like this old school kind of bar where it's like a, I just love that you
0: stay committed to this. I'm going to write this book someday,
1: but then somebody else moves into town right next door and they name their bar, the up uptown bar, because it's just one, one bar North of it. But then there's like all this drama between these two bars. And I've started this multiple times. So the up uptown bar serves things like martinis and the uptown bar only serves like Coors Light. So there's this, there might be a murder. Um, so that's what I'm thinking, but she keeps saying no. Um, Keep opportunity. It. Yeah. But that's how you trust your agent is right. if they say, Yeah, no, I'm not no. gonna sell that book, <laughs> anyways. Still, no, still, no. So, there's the prequill in the spring,
0: mm-hmm. April,
1: and then the quills conference, which is four days in, in
0: August. August. Yep. Yeah, and in August, we typically have people who are coming, experts in their. Field, So we've had the police department and the fire department talk about what it is to look at a crime scene. And then we've had um, crime scene investigators come and talk about blood spatters and Mm -hmm. fingerprinting and how DNA analysis works. So people can get the details right in their books, which is important. We also have sword fighters and archery experts come. It's like pretty cool. Yeah. And we expand constantly where we, you know.
1: It's big, but it's intimate.
0: Yeah. It is, and yeah. and there are a lot of options, and uh, most of them are live-streamed and recorded in our app, so we can you can go back and watch them afterward. Yeah. So if you choose one that you can't decide between these two, go to one, and then watch the other one later.
1: That's great. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. It's a great way to do it. Yeah. So let's go back a step. Last December, December 2nd. 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 Keep thinking it's the 3rd. Uh, we had our Utah Authors Day. Mm-hmm. This is what? This is the
0: 4th? Uh, it's, ish it's tricky because Utah author's day historically has been something that's done in the past like it happened in up until like the 90s yeah and then it, somebody dropped the ball i guess yeah. i don't know which happens it happens right yeah. there's change over there's mm-hmm. changing and a change of the guard right and then things slip through the cracks it's not that it wasn't important it just didn't happen yeah so um yeah utah author's day is this year we had um, 145 authors participate. Yep.
1: I know um, because I had to enter every single one of them into my database.
0: Yeah, it was a lot.
1: <laughs> and that was a solid 35 hours. Yeah, entering stuff into the
0: <laughs> event. Yeah, yeah. And then it, we had 46 <laughs> locations, mm-hmm. 10 libraries, and then 36 bookstores. It was amazing. Yeah, we had a lot of bookstores who, um, who were like, "Yeah, you can come, and here's your time slot, and show up." And they had everything ready and tables set and an audience, chairs ready. It was. It was really cool. What a day! It was a great day. Yeah, and it was like readers across the state could just pop into any location, anywhere, and they were all over the state. Yeah, which was great. So they were in bookstores from Logan to St. George, I think. Yeah, they had them all all over the place. Right, it was amazing.
1: West and east,
0: and west and east. Yeah, we and you know we want to keep growing that and keep building relationships with our librarians and bookstore Mm -hmm. owners because independent bookstores need to have some. Love too.
1: Oh, they need so much love. So
0: much love. Yeah, they and, do. And we need we love those partnerships. And we actually just built a new partnership with a new bookstore that's in Provo. So they'll be What welcome. is the name of it? I'm trying to remember. It's the I get a lot of emails. It's the
1: something the bookshop. It's the up uptown bookstore. It is not. <laughs> it's <be>. it <laughs>
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna pass on that. No, yeah, that's not.
1: <laughs> we don't want that.
0: We don't want your course light story.
1: No, 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 the up, uptown bookstore oh, next
0: to it. Next
1: yes. It's right next to it. There's drama.
0: It's, maybe a murder.
1: It's, maybe a murder. <laughs> maybe a murder. Um, I'm still working on it. Yeah. And so, what what is what typically happens at a Utah Authors Day event?
0: We have time slots where authors show up with their books, and they do either a reading or a discussion, and then they sign books and sell books. Hopefully, talk to their readers. Yeah, it's a way for readers to connect with authors. It's not really about selling books it's about connecting with your readership so that's what the whole point was with the libraries right is most of those library locations didn't allow book sales and the people who were positioned there they were like i don't care i'm not here to talk about i'm not here to sell my books i'm right. here to talk about writing i'm here to talk about the things i love right so the people i've i've spoken with who were location who had locations at libraries they very much were they were talking about how great it was that they could just have people from the library walking through and saying, "I just picked this book up off the shelf, the, the library shelf. Um, you're in this book. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I love your story. Or yeah. and it's it's amazing. Yeah, to be well, to and
1: librarians are the biggest fans. Oh, I love. They them. are the, they are the best. I they, love
0: librarians. I know
1: they are. Writers' biggest fans, mm-hmm. and when they find a book, they will champion books. Yes, and if they know you as a writer, they will champion your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, libraries are just—they're just amazing, amazing community partners.
0: And they also understand how difficult and how isolating it is, so they're always there to kind of give you a little pep talk and, yeah. and and build you up a little bit. Yeah. Librarians are amazing. Yeah. yeah,
1: they really, really are.
0: So that's that's Utah Authors Day was it was meant to be this kind of whirlwind, nonstop. Um, Thing so people could really go to different bookstores across their in like in their area I mean it was easiest to do in Salt Lake because there are so many bookstores and library locations that were so close to each other so people really could hop from one to the next to go see their various authors yeah and um, interact with them like I couldn't do a reading at mine because I write textbooks so that would be weird let me read you some glossary terms, no.
1: I would dig it.
0: No, but we had, but well, we had discussions. Right. We had discussions instead yeah. and it was just as amazing.
1: Yeah. Well, discussion is important. Yeah. It was, discussion is. It was you great. know, I, you know, at, at UH, we're, even for the book festival and for other events, we're pushing away from readings. We really are. We're pushing more into how can we get much more quickly into Q&A? How much, how can mm-hmm. we get much more quickly into discussions? I think, you know, as a, as a writer myself. I feel like the author standing in front of the room, at least, well, well, the long ones are gone. 40 minutes, oh my gosh, nobody wants to sit through 40 minutes, even if you're famous. You know, I mean, the 12-minute reading, I can handle that. But even that, I think authors are even shortening it because audiences are like, yeah, I have the book, I can read it myself. Yeah, Uh, Give me three minutes. And then I want to ask you questions about this book. Yeah. And I think we are really pushing more of that for our programming mm-hmm. to get immediately into let's just talk let's just ask these authors questions let's ask them about the book let's ask about writing let's get into it because i think people sitting there and listening for 40 minutes is agreed is going and then it's poets poets oh my gosh you know i have i have three poems but i'm going to explain each of them for 45 minutes you know so it's
0: i don't know the performance with poetry yeah oh that's so cool poetry
1: is much better than everything
0: we at our quills conference last year we had rj walker yeah oh yeah. if you have never seen him present his poetry it is worth it yeah
1: i know rj and slam is different
0: oh it was so uh, good
1: yeah performance based slam poetry is different it was was amazing even though like if i'm going to go to a reading i want to go to a reading of a poet much more than anybody else because poetry it's that bite sized chunk of true of reality and life and lots of times you just walk away that's a great thing about poetry you walk away it sounds feels like somebody slugged you in the gut in a good way yep you know you're like oh i felt that that's you know mm-hmm. that's important yeah slam, that's a really interesting a whole other conversation difference between slam and yeah or performance poetry versus yeah. someone who publishes in an anthology or who publishes in a literary mag that's a whole thing and you'd be surprised how you probably wouldn't be but how much drama there is about between these two feuding groups like you know who's the poet here is it the slam poet is do really? we really count that as poetry and then slam poetry looks at people publishing in literary novels going that's not really that good and <laughs> you know it's a big thing and you, it's a case
0: we need that podcast next we should Those two in a room together we should figure this set and boxing, boxing, yes. boxing. boxing. Yeah. we'll get old abe in here yeah
1: Get Abraham Smith in here, and I don't know who's going to be able to <laughs> to argue with him. That guy's so smart, I can't even, I know. you know, everything comes out of his brain. I'm like, oh gosh. But he's a mix. See, he's a mix, right? He publishes in literary magazines, but he's also such a good performer.
0: So he could fight with himself.
1: He could fight with
0: himself. Like Fight Club.
1: He could. He could. But and poetry. he probably, and he could. He really, <laughs> really could because he's got multiple personas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, we're fight a little Club off. Poetry
0: is also another. That's 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 a pretty good show. We should introduce
1: to somebody. What's that? Fight Club poetry. Fight Club poetry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I in. Mean, I in. Mean, yeah. But literally, they have to fight. Like, not poets talking. <laughs> right. Like poets literally fighting. Like, just put them in a ring. Say, which poets coming out? Of here? We don't care about your 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 writing. I think that's 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 next year. Um, that should have come in COVID. That would have been fabulous. That been good timing. All right. So we're back to the League of Utah Writers. So when did you start off and how how do you become president? Like, is this like a, like, are there like Iowa caucuses? Like, do we have like a Manaway caucus? <laughs> um,
0: No. Oh. It's not, it's not quite like that. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Uh, I, I, I took a class from Johnny Worthen mm-hmm. in 2016. And He said, everyone needs cheerleaders. It's so isolating. You need to be involved. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is my New Year's resolution. In in 2017, I'm going to join writing organizations. Mm -hmm. So I joined my local chapter, which was the Blue Quill chapter in 2017. And within a month of attending meetings, I was the chapter president because the person who was in charge was like, peace out. I'm done. I'm so done. And I went, okay. And then uh, there were three people attending at that point. And then I built the Blue Quill chapter back up because I was like, this is cool. And just for some context, the Blue Quill chapter has been around since 1928. Wow. Like we're older than the league. Yeah. We were our own organization. I mean, I say we, I wasn't alive then, but yeah, you know what I'm saying. We were around for a while. And then when the league formed, the league was like, hey, would you like to Hmm. join the League of Utah Writers Hmm. as a chapter? And the Blue Quill group at the time was like, yeah, let's do it. So they joined but, forces and, yeah. and did all that. So,
1: but coming from Ogden, we should have assimilated them. Well, we, maybe later.
0: I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, Ogden is pretty cool.
1: Ogden's best city in Utah.
0: Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I love Ogden. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I, I mean, I, like I, so as a chapter president, I was serving on the board as one of the board members. And then I was attending conferences and, uh, Jared Kwan was president at the time and he was like, hey, uh, you want to be the marketing chair? And I was like, I don't know how to do that. And he's like, I'll teach you. This is helpful to know for an author. And I went, OK. So I pretended like I was doing that for a little while. And then they were like, so what do you think? Yeah. How about you just like be, be. the be the president? And I went, <laughs> um, no. Yeah. What? No, I am not ready for that. I I there, Who would want me in charge of anything? Seems I like a lot. I don't know yeah. how any of this runs. So I really kind of watched from the sidelines. Until twenty twenty one one what year is it? It's twenty oh, Okay, wait. I'm trying to figure this out. So I was voted in as president elect in twenty uh two one twenty two two. I maybe. Because
1: then you have to be. I was pre- for a year. I
0: served as president elect for two years. Two years. And then um, I took over as president this most recent August, and then I can choose to serve one or two terms Mm -hmm. depending on um, how I'm feeling and how the board feels about supporting that nomination. Sure. I am definitely shaking things up with taking over. I'm like, hey, everybody, growth is hard. Get ready. Mm -hmm. Brace yourselves. Right. Because, you know, I have ideas. Sure. And I am all like about collaborative work, and I want to bring everyone together and build community and make everyone feel like they are um, included and part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. And to find a place where they belong. Yeah. Because that's what I was looking for when I joined the league was I was looking for a place where I could could belong. And then and then I was like, oh, and now I'm chapter president. Yeah. That happened. And I, you know, I talked to my husband about it and I was like, um, so, you know, that chapter I just joined last month. And he said, yes. And I'm like, they want me to lead it. And he went, are you ready for that? And I said, I guess. Yeah. No one else is willing to do it.
1: But I want to keep it alive.
0: And I don't want it to die. Yeah. Yeah. So I kept it alive.
1: 1926.
0: I didn't even know at that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found out about the history after I'd been president for a couple of years and people were like, oh, yeah, I was the president of the Blue Quill chapter in the, in the 80s. And I'm like, how long has this? And then I found out. Mm. I'm like, it's um, it's it's banana pants. I don't it's like yeah. over 90 years we've been doing stuff. Right. I couldn't let it die. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how it worked out. I just felt welcomed and. People kept asking me questions and they kept asking, do you want to be president? And I said, no. And, and they kept it out. Are you sure you don't want to be president? I'm yeah. like, no, still no. And then, and then again, they were like, are you sure you don't want to be president? And then uh, Brian Young, who was our mm-hmm. president just before me, he's our past president now. He asked me and I was like, sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad because yeah.
1: I, cause I'm, cause I think we're going to collaborate really, really well together. And right. I think we're both kind of the same. I hope like, so. Like let's go, let's go grab these community partners and let's do yeah, this. Let's just yeah. do it. We could we could like mess around and ask questions for a while, or we could just go do it. Yeah. I like that's my attitude too.
0: It I'm a very like, I like I want to just do let's it. Let's just do it. I don't like yeah. if I have an idea to do something, I'm prepared to be the person leading. That's it. what I feel. Yeah. yeah. That's like, why I'm
1: saying, like with the Utah Accord, we're gonna right. take the financial responsibility. We're gonna take most of the. We're gonna make it happen.
0: We're gonna make it happen. Yeah. you know,
1: and you know, and I'll, do, I'll,
0: I'll help you with the logistics of it. Oh, I know. And
1: well, that's why I, I, I am not joking at all when I thought about who needs to help me out. I was mm-hmm. like, not help me out, as in help me out, but who needs to co collaborate in a sense that we can make this the best in the country. Yeah. And I thought the league knows what they're doing.
0: Yeah. Well, and 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 I think too that as a as an organization, it's not just me running things. I yeah. am not. Yeah. Running things. I work with a team of people mm-hmm. who are the most amazing, supportive, wonderful people and we all have strengths and we all support each other in a way where I really am like I have this deadline that's due and I can't do this other thing can someone please yeah. help me and they are like we got you yeah. go take care of what you need to take care of and we'll get it done because that is how I think that's how it should be done. Yeah. I think that's how a good organization is run is with a team who supports and cheers for each other. Yeah. I don't feel isolated. I don't feel alone.
1: Well, and you're not in this for yourself. I'm not. I mean, this, I mean, this is not something that you just kind of, this is not for me. This
0: is not for me. This is, this is because I want the league to be the best it can be. Yeah. And for
1: all those folks who are writing.
0: Right. Right. And I serve with the most amazing people on our board. We have like, I have a new diversity, equity and inclusion chair, and she is fantastic. I have, the most amazing marketing chair i have the most amazing web chair i have like all of these really fantastic competent people yeah who are again they're donating hundreds of hours right. of volunteer time yeah. to make this organization better because it's what they believe in yeah and we're building community mm-hmm. we're making a difference i think and i think you know it, it doesn't get any better than that it doesn't
1: and especially when you're doing it with something like writing that you believe in and you Mm -hmm. understand what it feels like to be out there alone
0: oh it's so hard it is it's so hard when you're alone
1: and it's like every day you know as writers and um you know and this is talking to hopefully all your listeners all your members is we all know that you sit down you know I think I'm on 32,000 words of the new novel and you know, I'm in the slump right now. It's like, oh. it's in the middle. It's hard. That
0: mushy middle is yeah, the worst.
1: And, but I told myself, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write 200 words a day. and it's, you're all alone and you have to believe that someday that 200 words is con- going to contribute to 75 to 80,000 words. Mm-hmm. And those 75 to 80,000 words or more, you know, fantasy will be 112 to 150 or whatever it might be. You know, I think that's the standard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're big.
1: They're big because you have to world build. You have to believe that that 200 words that I did this, it ended up being about 600 words, thank goodness, because I sat down and tried. And all I, all I did was start describing the Grand Canyon. I'm like, well, okay, I'll just describe a plant. And it turned out to be something that I actually quite enjoyed. It was like a nice 600 words. And plants, yeah. So yeah, it was a great plant. Um, <laughs> and, but as writers, you have to believe that those 200 words are going to fit into something larger, and that something larger is going to be something worth value. Yeah, And that's a hard thing to do. Because you have to, you absolutely have to do it alone. And, you know, having people there cheerleading, having people that they say, yes, that 200 words is worth something. That value you put into this morning after you snowballed, Mm -hmm. drove your kid and his friend to school, got home, let the dogs out, got a cup of coffee, forced yourself to sit down and say 200 words, 200 words, I'm going to do. You have to believe that that 200 words is going to turn into something. And you need people to, Believe in it too, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're fledgling, right? Especially if you're like, the, yeah. I'm just getting started. I've, it's, you know, I've failed enough in my writing to know that I can fail today, and it's not gonna. I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna try it again tomorrow. Yeah, it's the it's the folks, especially like who are just starting off, and this is why the groups are so important, and why the league is so important, why I admire it so much is that if you write that 200 words and you fail that day. You need somebody to say go write again tomorrow. It's okay. It's okay. You know, I mean try again. Try again. I mean I've got I've got a million words on my laptop that are dead. Yep. I don't even know what they are. Same. Sometimes I write and I'm like, I think I've written this before, but I'm like, have I published this before? No. Well, I'm gonna write it again then because the uptown bar is gonna work. Um
0: bring it, oh, it back. It always, <laughs> um I hope your agent is listening.
1: Oh, she hears them all. Uh, and she's always like, I hate the, I don't <laughs> like the idea. I was like <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and I selfishly was like you should bring her out for for August just so that we can hang out, you know. But she focuses on horror. Oh. She sells a lot of horror and I do
0: not write horror. We have we have a lot of horror yeah. writers yeah. in the in the she league.
1: She wrote she fo- she focuses on like she's got two clients both Bram Stoker winners.
0: Nice. I know, not me. I, That's I, okay. I, I've tried
1: once, but um
0: I'm not was, a horror writer. I'm not a horror writer. It's
1: I've not. been watching horror movies though lately. I'm listening to this memoir, and this is a little bit off topic. We'll come back. I've been listening to this memoir about this woman who who wrote horror films and Mm -hmm. horror books for about 20 years. And she's using the genre of psychotic women in horror to guide her memoir. And it's brilliant. So I'm kind of like going through the list of the movies on there. There's some some stuff. Like, I've got my Roku all the time while I'm watching stuff in the bedroom, just in case my son walks in. I got to pause it or flip it off. Not for him. Anyways.
0: Can I talk about contests? Yes. Okay. And
1: we got to talk about your books.
0: Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, so at the Quills Conference, we have Saturday night of the Quills Conference is always the Quills Banquet yeah. Award Ceremony. It's very long, but also awesome. Yeah. We have three. Nope. We have four. Basic entries, we have the Olive Woolly Burt Awards, and those are a variety of of genres, and they are for unpublished work. So these are for, like, pieces that you've written that are um, usually under 5,000 words. Mm -hmm. Poetry and and nonfiction, we have uh, creative nonfiction, and uh, we have all kinds of stuff, and rotating poetry categories, which Uh, are always fun. Yeah. And... Um, so we have the Olive Willie Burt Awards, which is named after Olive Willie Burt, who was one of the founders of the league. And she's just this amazing, cool woman who wrote really progressively in the 1930s and 40s. Fantastic writing. Her Her work is so cool. Um, so then we have also the Palette Awards, which is book cover awards mm. for published work. Then we have the typewriters. Those are for short fiction, published short fiction. So anything under 40,000 words, so novellas and um if you have like an article that was published on, online or through some, you know, yeah, sure. where, wherever. And then the quills mm. awards, which you won a gold quill. Congratulations. Published, published work. That's for full, full, length, length, full published length published work. Right. And um, the palettes and the typewriters and the quills are all open only to members of the league. Right. And then the, the olive woolly bird are open for everyone who mm. wants to partake. And you see, so you can just dip your toes in if you want to figure out if that's if you like winning awards sure and then you come and accept your award and it's exciting because there's cash prizes for some of them there's beautiful engraved yeah. actual awards that you get to take home with you and then we have a photographer and she sets up in the back it's so much fun and you can pose with your awards it's really great it's a
1: fun 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 evening
0: yeah it is it's Absolutely. a really it's a really fun evening it's a it's a the, the energy in the room is always very joyful
1: yeah, and where's it going to be this year? The quills.
0: It'll be at the Salt Lake City uh, Marriott University Park Marriott.
1: Okay, that's the last. That's the last time I went to one, and it was lovely.
0: Yeah, we we love we love working with them. They've mm-hmm. been awesome partners, and um, we really like working with their hotel staff. They're so awesome to work with. Yeah, I yeah. we have years of relationship building. Yeah. Like we know all of them, and they know us, and it's right. it's just great. I like them. That's cool. So that's where we keep going, and their space is really. It's intimate. It's usable for us. Yeah, yeah. It, it works just for what we need. Right. And we tend to build our conferences around it. Um, And then we also announce our Diamond Quill winners. And last year we had a tie with the Diamond Quill. So the Diamond Quill is like the best overall of yep. all of the categories. And we had a tie between Jody Milner and Brian Young. Both won the Diamond Quill. And it was like this huge honor. It was just yeah, the it's... most, like there was crying and celebration and hugging. And it was the most amazing yeah. thing. It was great. That's amazing. So it was awesome. Yeah, and the great part about it is,
1: like like Rachel said earlier, Brian Young was the president at the time, mm-hmm. but the way they run the contest, it's, they, no one would ever know.
0: Nope, nope. It's all anonymous. All of the pieces are with judges who are out of the state. So even for the quills and typewriters, where your name is on it, and the palettes too, mm-hmm. for those three awards with the published work, you literally have your name on it. There is no way to make that anonymous with the judging but it is always with people who are outside of the state who oh, are not associated with the league right. we try to keep it as unbiased as possible yeah. because yeah.
1: and that's what makes the award so good
0: yeah we don't want that to yeah. be we don't want there to be bias at all so yeah and then of course the league is run a 100% by volunteers yeah. so no one no one gets paid <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous but it's fine we have <laughs> we have be. like we all love it yeah. and it's worth it like i i want to build the community i want that's why i volunteer i volunteer to to put my money where my mouth is right like and my money in this case is my time and i'm i'm volunteering you know like somewhere between around five or seven hundred hours a year yeah with volunteering and and our volunteer of the year last year was tara Luft, and she's done consistently probably around 800 hours a year for the past six years she's amazing
1: yeah
0: and i don't know i mean We have some amazing people who are supporting our organization, and we couldn't do it without them. Yeah. I mean, our volunteers, even the people who go to um, other general events, like uh, we have partnerships with LTUE and LDSPMA and FireCon and Anime Banzai and uh, Dungeons. It's uh, Dragons in the Dungeon. It's a new partnership that we just built. We have volunteers who go and promote the league, and we couldn't do it without them. Yeah. They are there telling everyone, hey, you should join the league. Look at all these cool chapters you can choose from. Look at all this information. You want to join us. We're fun. Right. Because everybody needs a cheerleader. Yeah. And it's hard. Writing is hard. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, but our volunteers are the best. Yeah. I love our volunteers. Well, I applaud you all. They're just the most spectacular. So
1: I really, really do. Yeah. It's amazing. It really is. Because putting big conferences together, doing all that, 47 events for Utah Authors Day, you know. Yeah, it's a lot of it's so much work.
0: Well, and we have an amazing conference chair. Patricia Bailey is just so organized and mm-hmm. so uh, attention oriented. Oh, she is amazing. Yeah, she's amazing. So yeah. we are in very good hands. Very well, I applaud hands. the league. Yeah, completely we, applaud we're league. we're I think we're we're in a good place where we have a lot of great support and we're just growing. And that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to be in a place where we could keep growing.
1: Yeah. Well, you you're
0: amazing. Thanks.
1: Yeah. You are all amazing.
0: I'm glad we can have partnerships with Utah Humanities because and it's gonna grow. Yeah, it's gonna grow. I'm excited for the yeah. book awards.
1: it's gonna get it's gonna that's gonna grow.
0: That's gonna but be so much
1: other stuff too, which I have in my
0: brain. Yeah, we need I, to talk about what financially. Your brain. Except the up Uptown Bar. No, no,
1: no. That's gonna that's gonna that's be, part of it. That's okay. that that is basically like <laughs> that's gotta win the Diamond quill or We're not we're out.
0: It's all part of the master plan. It really case. is. Yeah, it just. Just to get that
1: <laughs> published. Uh okay. So we've got a few more minutes. Uh sh- let's share your work. I wanna let and we can put we can put it all on our, our, our podcast notes too. So Okay. Yeah.
0: Can I get a mouse? Yes. Okay. So I mentioned I like plants. I'm a botanist mm-hmm. and I was teaching at a couple of elementary schools and I was teaching like K through eight, mm-hmm. rotating through the entire school. So I was seeing a thousand, two thousand kids every year. Yeah depending on how many schools I was teaching in. And I'd built all this curriculum and had all of these lessons planned to teach these things because uh, the I don't know how familiar you are with next generation science standards, but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of plants in there. Yeah. And teachers are not teaching it because they're not comfortable. They don't know. They don't know how to pronounce the words. Right. They don't know anything about plants except that they do photosynthesis, which I'm like, yeah, that's cool. They do that. That's true. Mm -hmm. But there's so much more. Sure. And the food we eat and the clothes we wear and the things we build our houses out of, everything comes from plants, Mm -hmm. right? Like it's all plants. The tires on our cars are made from plants. Everything, it's amazing. And um, and then the pandemic hit and then I was like, well, I guess I'll just be home with my curriculum that I wrote for all these lessons. And then I thought, oh, well, what if I created these like really easy to digest little snippets of Mm -hmm. information Broken down by subject, so I wrote a dozen books, and I have the first three. Uh-huh. So I have leaves is the first one I did, and it's all about leaf adaptations, leaf anatomy, leaf, leaf function, and uh, why they change color in the fall. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's a glossary in the back that has IPA pronunciation guide for the no that's for nice. the teachers who yeah, don't. Yeah. I mean. So many botanical terms are Greek roots instead of Latin. Mm-hmm. So they are very they're off. Yeah, very weird. Mm-hmm. They're not familiar. Sure. To what? Ace. A- not. All I remember. Ace a- is is Latin though. Latin. Okay. But like when you get into the anatomy stuff and you're talking about calenchyma and parenchyma cells, people are like, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Yeah. Because it's are Greek roots. So it's very unfamiliar. I mean, there is a plenty of Latin in there, but. Most people have a decent handle on Latin, but not Greek. Greek is much harder for mm-hmm. yeah. English speakers. Sure. So um, so I have... It's Greek to me. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> yeah. So I have pronunciation guides yeah. and definitions that are... Uh, I have definitions that are accurate, but really stripped down. So they are... And I, of course, I have a content editor who, uh, at the time, she was the department chair for the botany department at Weber State University, which... Weber State University is the only university in the nation that has an exclusive botany program oh, for really? undergraduates. Yeah. Weber rocks. Weber is the best. Yeah. I love Weber. And um, yeah, so I did leaves and then I have one on stems. Then I have roots. And it's all about uh, root types and root adaptations and different types of roots and their functions and the anatomy. So it like, labels the parts because and my title is, you know, botany for everyone. That's my series name. And it's because it's not just kids who don't know this information. It's adults, too. Oh, sure. They have no idea. Like, we, just as an example, when I was in school, I took a biochemistry class, and my biochemistry professor spent, out of a 10-week course, he spent eight weeks talking about hemoglobin. Eight weeks on hemoglobin. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. And we are amazing. The way our bodies work is so cool he spent a day and a half on photosynthesis mm. and then like a week on cellular respiration and i'm like okay that's why did you photosynthesis is like the most important biological sure. reaction on our planet and you spend a day and mm-hmm. a half on it and it's not i mean it's just this bias and people think too like um when i was querying because i queried these i queried agents yep. and editors and they were like we don't know where to put these because they're textbooks and And they said, also, you can't expect a kindergartner to be able to say photosynthesis. And I'm like, yeah, you can. Yeah. If they can name Tyrannosaurus rex, Mm -hmm. guess what that is? That's the Latin name for a dinosaur that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. Right? If they know Diplodocus and they know Pterodactyl, right? They know Latin names. They can say photosynthesis. Sure. They can say, you know, whatever, deciduous leaves. I mean, like, these are terms that are- Cumulus clap. Sure. They can say all these things. And kids love learning big things. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. and I taught kindergartners and they suck it up like little sure. sponges. Yeah, they love it. So the idea with these is that they would be something that's easily presentable to teachers. So teachers can actually take them to their classrooms and homeschool groups can use them with their groups of kids Yeah, and open them and present the information and then expand on it if they want to because the information is not being taught right. and it's it's a real bummer and i like and i it's not that i'm blaming the teachers honestly when would they have time sure when would they have time to become an expert on plants yeah they've
1: got a lot going on
0: oh they're busy yeah and especially if you're talking elementary where they're teaching five all, or six different classes yes well, or where they're teaching every single subject right to their kids and they're trying to squeeze everything in and i talked with a couple of people who are running programs and they were like oh yeah they we expect them to go to school to to get extra training and i'm like in what's in what free time right teachers work like 60 hour weeks during the the work week and they're exhausted and then (laughs) during the summer Mm -hmm. they are usually working another job yeah or um in a coma maybe yeah because they're just so burned out yeah it's it's a rough gig and i like i have a lot of friends who are teachers who are like please help. I do not know how to pronounce these words. I need you to be in my classroom. And I'm like, I can't be in every classroom, sure. but this could be.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. That's great. Yeah. That's, yeah. My, that's where, my goal.
1: Where can everybody find them? Where can um, teachers find them?
0: Uh, they can find them on Amazon. Okay. Or you can also find them on botanyforeveryone.com. That's. Okay. I,
1: Botany for everyone. That's, that's the place to go. Easy. Then don't easy, give peasy. Amazon.
0: It's through. It's fine. I well, have. No,
1: we know Yeah, got to feed the bees.
0: You got it. You got to <laughs> feed them. So I have um, I have hardbacks that are going to be out for distribution soon. Um, I'm waiting for a couple of proofs for yeah. those, and then can you
1: find them at the local artisan collective?
0: Yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> I I also I
1: saw that on Facebook.
0: Yeah, I I also sell. Yeah, I, I have my I have my my books and my alcohol ink art. It's at the local artisan collective, yeah, yeah. which is again another amazing thing that uh, I think Ogden is the only place that exists.
1: Ogden is the best city in Utah.
0: It's the coolest. It's the best. And yeah, the local artists and collective is spectacular.
1: Yeah. yeah. I saw it on Facebook.
0: Oh, I, I love like, it. Hey, I know. I know where you go. No,
1: that's me. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, I hope you'll share this with everybody. I hope that your members will get a lot out of it, especially knowing what's coming up, what's, what's in the past. And, and for all of our listeners, I hope they'll join the league if they need to need that that cheerleading um so thank you again
0: yeah thank you for having me
1: absolutely more partnerships to come with Lake of utah writers uh this is case johnston i'm the manager for the center for the book at utah humanities thank you so much for having us
0: thank you